Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Duel of the Takes, episode 99. The end is in sight. Don't you worry. We are taking a hiatus after episode 100. We are proud to announce this. I got 99 problems, and Alden's sleep schedule is 98 of them. Every day we wake up. But today, we are joined not only by... Our good friend, Mr. John Sakula, the reoccurring panelist himself. We also have Pilot here to challenge Josh's draft championship. Today we're talking, last time it was TV and movie monsters, and this is only one degree separated. We are talking TV and movie aliens. This could get wild, this could get insane. Josh, what do you have to say for yourself going into this draft? I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. The pilot, let's let's raise the stakes here because I think I think I could beat you, no problem. This is gonna this is gonna be an easy fight. Sure, maybe. If you actually defeat me this evening on the movie TV alien draft, if you actually beat me and the judges vote, then you have to be Drax. No 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 no. Hold on, no wait. I like this. This is a good one, pilot. Can you do that, please? If Pilot beats me, I am banned from the first half of season of the next season of Duel of the Takes. No, that's I don't want to make that bet. I am so confident in beating you. <laughs> if I win, you get to do them, and you have to do them, be present, and even edit some of them. Oh shit, hang on now. <laughs> Vito. They'll never come out then. Alright, alright. Well, Josh, thank you for being a good sport. The dig should be Josh should have to be Drax this Halloween, and he should be in New York. Yeah, I agree. He doesn't want to be Drax. Nate's uh, Nate's going to be Nebula. Alden's going to be Gamora. Aaron is going to be Sexy Groot. I, I've been elected to buy the fucking $100 Star-Lord Star jacket, for fuck's sake. You, you have the easiest costume. I don't know why you keep complaining. The jacket's cool. You're going to be able to wear it, reuse it. I have to be green. But Josh has to do a full body paint and not wear a shirt. And I'm shaving my head. <laughs> and Nate's shaving his head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not making this bet. I don't want to lose, Josh. I think you'd probably do it without the bet, to be honest. He's that kind of guy who wants attention. We just have to peer pressure him enough. So here are the TV and movie aliens that these two boys have to fight it out. Um, Alden, what are you thinking are the parameters for this? Is this what aliens you would want to invade the planet? Like, which team of aliens do you want to see wreak havoc on this planet the most? Is that what we're using as the deciding factor here? Well, I guess that's better than, uh, which I'd smash. <laughs> okay, I, it could be one or the other. Uh, all the judges have their own parameters. What is your parameters, Sakula, for these aliens? I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking combat ability, um, wit, um, but also charm. Charm has a, a factor because, you know, like, let's say, you know, uh, just speaking of what we already have on the list, we've got Thanos, but we've also got um, the aliens from Toy Story. I think that Thanos could be like, oh, and that might that might give the aliens from Toy Story a little bit of an edge. I think he'd still kill half of them. That being <laughs> yeah. said, I do think fuckability should be put into account. Okay. Well, this is going to be a really unhinged episode of Duel of the Takes. <laughs> Here are the the pool of aliens that these boys have to select from. We've got the Flora Colossus slash Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, the Na'vi from Avatar, 
Alf from Alf, Ewoks from Star Wars, The Borg from Star Trek, Thanos from Infinity War, Klingons from Star Trek, the Gungans from Star Wars, the Vulcans from Star Trek, Aliens from War of the Worlds, uh, Dr. Zoidberg from Futurama, The Cloud from Nope, Predator from Prey, Xenomorph from Alien Covenant specifically, Fuzzball Aliens from Chicken Little, The Silver Surfer from Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer specifically, <laughs> The Great Gazoo from The Flintstones, uh, Laura from Under the Skin, Howard the Duck from Howard the Duck. We've got the aliens from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the Ack-Axe from Mars Attacks, the Claw aliens from Toy Story, the Popliqua from District 9, Symbiotes from Spider-Man 3, Daleks from Doctor Who, Zim from Invader Zim, the Shimmer from Annihilation, Superman from Man of Steel specifically, the Cyclos from Battlefield Earth, the Meteor from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Kang from The Simpsons, Grays from The Close Encounter of the Third Kind, Gonzo from Muppets in Space, E.T. from E.T. the Extraterrestrial, The Baron from Dune, The Iron Giant from Iron Giant, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, Marvin the Martian from Looney Tunes, The uh, Pac-Man from Pixels, and The Ghoul-Controlling Extraterrestrials from Plan 9 from Outer Space. I gotta ask, just the only question I have in this entire life, why is it specifically the Predator from the new Prey movie? I watched it, I really, really liked it, and the Predator was badass in it, but there's like a shitload of Predator movies, and most of the time they do the same shit, so why is it specific to this one? Well, we've had uh, in movie monsters, we've had the aliens, we've had the Predators from their franchise, but uh, I wanted to go specifically today with the most recent uh, iterations of almost all of these uh, TV and movie aliens. I, I think I think we need a refresh. I think if we want to get into semantics, it'll be interesting to look at them from one isolated piece of media, especially when you look at Alien, uh, you know, the Xenomorph. It's been in uh, a lot of movies and varies in power, so I think that this should be this should be interesting. Solid, solid. Josh, you're the reigning champion, and I think it's only fair that you go first. What is the first alien you are adding to your roster. My first pick is the aliens from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Because all this alien had to do was stare at that bitch and she obliterated. Like that alien didn't move a muscle. Uh, he kind of like, he kind of leaned in like, now lean back. <laughs> he gave her a bit of a grimace. Some OP fucking aliens and um... Underrated in a way, I think Crystal Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is is a little underrated. It is by far the worst Indiana Jones movie, but it's better than Indiana Jones Five. It probably will be better than Indiana Jones Five. Indiana Jones Five is rumored to have time travel in it, so yeah, probably. It better have if I could turn back time by share in it, and if it doesn't, they're cowards. Agreed. Real cowards. Um, all right, Pilot. Uh, Josh went with a hot take to start things off. What, what are you thinking as your first TV or movie alien? Stitch. Whoa. Solid choice. Yeah, one of the last Disney characters that's like as took uh, as like uh, transition with time. I see little kids wearing a Stitch t-shirt when there was no Stitch movie for like X numbers of years. And it's just funny that, like, this, this little movie that probably had a sequel or something, I'm not really aware of it. Well, it has been a while since the last anything from it came out, so you're safe in what you've said. He's fun, he's cute, he's unexpected, like, 
having this destruction and just being so little cutie. So I think it would be a great match against uh, the aliens because uh, they would just like probably try to kill it, but it's like too smart or can be killed. Stitch's whole thing is that he is indestructible and he's also extremely smart. So like that is, that's a solid pick, honestly. Sorry, Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of Crystal Skull. You're not yeah. up to it. I know like everything in life is a popularity contest and that's kind of unfortunate, but I do think that just from a cultural standpoint, I think a lot of people look at uh, the aliens in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull as like a shark jump, which I don't feel that way personally, but Stitch is beloved by millions. Uh, I, I see Stitch t-shirts. You're right, pilot. I don't see too many people rocking the Crystal Skull alien shirt. Would I? Absolutely. But I don't think the masses would agree. All right. Gotta find that. First of all, I'm gonna make a King of the Crystal Skull aliens t-shirt now. That is on. Can you get it when he like leans in like... <laughs> yeah that's that's on my list to make but also i i to speak to the shark jump aspect i i agree i don't think it's much of a shark jump because like indiana jones went from just being like sort of slightly mystical to like 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 you know he had the you have the biblical aspects you've got like the ripping out of the heart thing that's kind of like a little bit mystical but then you have straight up aliens that's the next escalation of like you go from like you know, melting faces with faces with God's power, ripping hearts out of chests, the literal holy grail, and then aliens. Like, that's the next logical progression. So the fact that the next one ha is probably going to have time travel in it, I'm not surprised. Like, you just kind of have to keep stepping it up. So I'm not surprised. It's not a shark jump. That's just where the, the next step goes. I agree. Josh, we are going into round two. What are you picking next? Speaking of uh, smart aliens, I'm going to go with the Vulcans from I guess all of Star Trek. Do I just get the entire planet? Uh no, you you can you can pick a Vulcan if you want. Are you going to just go with like Spock? I mean, I'm going to go with Spock's father actually. Oh, I thought you were going to go with his mom. <laughs> his mom's a human, not a Vulcan. Oh god, yeah. I'm not the Trekkie. I'm not the biggest Star Trek Discovery fan, but Spock's dad is uh, kind of a badass in Star Trek Discovery, especially in season one. I, I, mean, I also wanted a full-on Vulcan. Like, I love Spock, but he's also half-human, which could be a detriment to what I'm trying to do. And Vulcans uh, are great allies uh, we see in Star Trek to humans, but they can also be your worst enemy. You want a Vulcan as your ally more than your enemy. You have logic on your side. You have facts and logic on your side. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's true. I mean, we just got Ben Shapiroed. Spock's dad is actually uh, in the original series quite a lot, and he's also a base character in there. So, uh, fuck, you really took a good big one eh <laughs> i got it the symbiotes from spider-man 3 nice very solid i think the symbiotes could be really interesting uh on the vulcan especially if you want to try to like counter it just like a bad vulcan corrupted by it it's it, it'll be really interesting especially spock's dad just like being really pumped and evil <laughs> imagine a vulcan with the strength and the mine he has. It would be fucking unstoppable. Imagine Spock's dad with his hair like this and like walking into the club snapping. Exactly. Spock's dad would be slapping in the space holodeck in the cafeteria lounge. I mean, look, it's hard to beat Spock's dad. And I'm not saying he could, but I think this symbiotes <laughs> from Spider-Man 3... And just the whole Spider-Man, probably. 
a Vulcan with the symbiote is a truly unstoppable force. It's a truly autistic force. <laughs> that is why I propose that I choose the next first pick. No. No. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't pick him, Pilot. Uh, my third pick, I, I, I'm taking Superman. Uh, how can you not in this situation? Josh, as a Man of Steel hater, why are you picking Henry Cavill, son of Krypton? My dislike for Man of Steel has nothing to do with Henry Cavill. If he did walk out at Hall H at Comic-Con and announced a Man of Steel 2 that didn't have, that wasn't directed by Zack Snyder, I would actually be very excited for it because I think Henry Cavill is a fine Superman. He's no, he's no Brandon Routh. What if it was directed by Olivia Wilde? The problem is definitely the director, because it, it like literally he, he did a great job as Superman. The problem is that Zack Snyder thinks that Superman is this like alien weirdo when Superman's actually just a boy from Kansas. Yeah, I also just love Superman in general. Like I love the character. Um, one of my favorite superheroes of all time. I think one of the most important, if we want to talk about culture, uh, probably the most important figure uh, when it comes to cape shit, the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman film. I mean, without that film, would, would Sekula be cheering when Reed Richards shows up in Doctor Strange? I don't know. Definitely not. Nobody gives a fuck about Doctor Strange 2 spoilers. That movie is mid- and mid at best. They all are. <laughs> True. Based. <laughs> all right, Pilot, what are you picking in response to Superman? Well, speaking of Reed's Richard, what about a character from the Fantastic Four? The Silver Surfer. Interesting. Who's better than a being with galactic scale power to fight another being of immense galactic power? I mean, the Silver Surfer... Like, yeah, Superman strength, entrance, senses, and the ability to absorb and manipulate the universe ambient energy. I mean, maybe it could just suck up the sun and get, get rid of all of Superman's power. Silver Surfer, I mean, I was about to say Thanos, but maybe a bit too much, uh, too powerful. But uh, yeah, Silver Surfer, just take his surf and uh, his surf orb, like Morbius, on him like a madman. Uh, inter interesting selection here, but I do think Superman versus the Silver Surfer is a fight I would like to see. Alden, Sekulo, where do you guys weigh in on this? The only reason I'd buy tickets to Civil War is because I want to see the airport fight. The only reason I would buy tickets to this kind of movie is I want to see Superman fight the Silver Surfer. I would pay to see just 15, I would pay the full price of the ticket just to see 15 minutes of that. Yeah, I feel like this fight's cool, good, whatever. Pretty evenly matched, but I also want to throw in a third person. If Ben 10 was in this fight as well, who would win? Why didn't we put Ben 10 on this list, honestly? <laughs> ben 10's getting destroyed. He's a human. He can turn into 10 different aliens. He can turn into 10,000 different aliens. I just want to know, like who he'd side with. Would it be Superman or would it be Silver Surfer? Ben 10 would totally sign with the Silver Surfer. It would definitely be Superman. Are you joking? I don't know, dude. He rides around with his uncle in an RV. That feels very Kansas to me. No, Ben 10 usually sides with the aliens. He sees like the humanity in the aliens that he's fighting. They're both aliens. Right, but Superman's a dude from Kansas. 
Meanwhile, okay, the Silver okay. Surfer is an actual alien who had his like his home his home world killed, his family was murdered, and now he's relegated to be like a slave of Galactus. Ben Ten would see that and be like, "Oh my god, this guy needs some fucking help." And this Superman guy, just some fucking bitch ass like redneck from Kansas with superpowers, is trying to kill him. I gotta help this Silver Surfer guy. Ben Ten would totally side with Silver Surfer. I'm convinced. Oh, damn. I don't really know that much about Ben 10 lore, but I do know it is Josh's turn to pick a number four. Uh, I'm going to go with the Klingons. I'm going to look like the biggest Trekkie right now, but... uh, Is there a specific one you're picking? The one from Next Generation. You're going with Worf? Sure. That's what I thought. Worf is the easy pick and the obvious one. Worf and Spock's dad. I'd rather have both the Klingons and Vulcans on my side than fighting each other. I'm glad the Cardassians aren't here. That would get real messy. Worf's a badass. I'm getting some team members now. Obviously, I think Superman is the obvious leader of my team of invading a planet or whatever we're doing. <laughs> I mean, Alden's trying to kill fuck Mary your list. <laughs> Superman is the most fuckable out of anybody that's been picked thus far. I don't know, man. Silver Surfer? Spock's dad? There's some competition. You'd rather fuck the Silver Surfer over Superman? Like, Silver Surfer don't even got a dick. Yeah, but you gotta look at... He can make one, first of all. And second of all, you gotta look at CGI mustache. There's no CGI mustache there. We're just talking pure Henry Cavill Superman dick. All right, versus what? Synthetic Silver Surfer dick? This is not a competition. No, I still think it is. You're going to need a tetanus shot before that one. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Pilot, things are getting a uh, little little hot and bothered here. Uh, what are you picking at number four? All right. Hmm. Number four, I'm going to go with the Xenomorph. From Alien Covenant. Interesting. What do you think the Xenomorph is going to do to Worf from Star Trek yeah, The Next Generation? If it's just Worf, I think you basically pummel it. So let's just assume he has a fleet. I'm pretty sure like uh, a queen alien or lots of aliens could just get inside and pop some shit. Get some Klingon alien baby popping out of their belly which could be interesting uh, and i just want to see that fight to be honest klingon against aliens i mean what do you want like they are well versed into uh martial art and uh you know sword combat with the baleth just seeing klingons swinging uh, and destroying aliens <laughs> i mean josh that's a good pick but I choose this one especially for that because I think they match with each other so well. Yeah, I could imagine all the scenes and special effects of just Klingon cutting up uh, the, the tail <laughs> of the of like Xenomorph Queen or something like that, and just like the limbs going all over and the blood uh, just burning his skin. It, it would make for some great action. They're both great warriors in their ways. I I would love to see this battle, which is why I think, yeah. But I still think Xenomorph would be the Klingon, sorry. In the sense of an invasion, I think of the movie Aliens that would be the most terrifying to invade Earth, the Xenomorphs have to be pretty high up on that list. 
because the amount of ways that they can affect and destroy a human is is crazy high, whether it be like the face huggers or the chest poppers. There's so many different ways that a xenomorph would just fuck up a city. It would be very, very scary. But I will say Josh's team to me so far is looking a little, little more tactical, a little more coordinated. If we're talking full scale invasion, this this could get dicey. This could get dicey. Great top four so far. Josh, I feel you got one pick here, and I'm going to be disappointed if you don't pick it. Uh, Sounds like some of the judges are looking for something specific here from Josh with over 30 aliens left to choose from. So I'm going to go with the Shimmer from Annihilation. That was wrong. The Shimmer from Annihilation could literally control huge areas of land yeah it does that like the fortnite like battle like area it literally creates the circle in fortnite this is a huge just in reverse it's a huge w to have it could create like creatures in it i'm just saying you're opening yourself up to being overwhelmed now that you didn't pick the option that you should have i don't know i think that this is one of the coolest uh movie aliens in recent history i think the shimmer is really unique and i like that scene too where it's like mimicking natalie portman's actions and like trying to learn from her it's interesting it reminds me a lot of of predator but in a more like meticulous parasitic invasion than like a, a bloodbath one i think i'm the only person who doesn't like this movie at all wow you should rewatch it yeah maybe i should guess it's my turn yeah pilot what are you picking i have to choose it because it's been there for a while nobody seems to have picked it and i think it's the only entity that could actually stop that entity my character is i would say Inevitable. It is Thanos from Infinity War. Nice. Josh, you really put yourself in a hole in this one. I don't know what you're talking about. Superman would kick Thanos' ass. But would he be able to kick Thanos and the Silver Surfer's ass simultaneously? I mean, probably. Because we're talking the Silver Surfer. He doesn't have fucking uh, Galactus with him. But if imagine if he was a servant to Thanos. That could be interesting. I think in this scenario... Thanos is pilots Superman. He is leading the charge. He's doing the, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, pilot, but I, like, Thanos has a lot of combat ability, but I feel like, because we're talking Thanos without the Infinity Stones, obviously. Yeah. He is the leader of pilot's team. He's a more effective leader than Superman is going to be. Josh, you still have a chance to pull this back, but Thanos is a really fucking strong pick for this, especially with what Pilot's got going on. If, if we're talking strategy-wise, right? Like, Superman is your strategist. No. No. Who's Josh's strategist? Probably Spock's dad. Spock's dad or Worf? Like, Superman has a team behind him to think for him while Superman kicks ass. I still think that Thanos is a better Thanos is smart. And once again, the aliens from Indiana Jones, all they need to do is lean. <laughs> But you need somebody to tell them where to lean because all they did before then was fucking sit there and do jack shit. Thanos is going to go up to him and be like, I want everything perfectly balanced and they're just going to lean. It'll, it can't resist that. Thanos powerful enough. Does Thanos have the stones? I don't, I don't, I need context here. No stones for Thanos. It's just Thanos himself, which is... It. Yeah, just the Titan Thanos. He's already a good fighter. He beat the fuck out of Hulk without using a stone. Like, he had one, but he never used it. Stoneless Thanos. <laughs> way but This is the lamest conversation I've had in a while anyway. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting very nerd talk here. Well, welcome to the nerd corner. 
tiny baby. He's a testician. He has the resources. He knows every little secrets of the galaxy. So I'd rather have him on my side. Like Sakula said, he beat the freaking Hulk without the stones. That can tell you the type of endurance this man have. I'm sure he can endure the leaning. I think that both sides are still looking pretty balanced here after the top five. And I'm excited to see where this list continues to go as we get to some uh, less raw, powerful aliens and uh, maybe ones, uh, so some of the hot take aliens, the mid-card aliens, if you will. Uh, Alden, out of the aliens that are left, is there one that you think can single-handedly turn the tide of this war? Uh, single-handedly? Yes. Don't ask me how, but yes. I, I agree. I do think there are some major cards that can be played right now that haven't been, and that's why I was shitting on Josh right now, because he could have picked something that really could have turned the tide. I do think the Shimmer is a solid choice, but... Alrighty, Josh, your turn at number six. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go with the Navi. Hell yes. <laughs> For the alien, we're picking like one alien, right? Or Yeah, he gets like an isolated Navi. <laughs> Which Navi are you picking? I assume it's not Jake Sully because he's definitely not the best Navi. I don't think I could pick Jake Sully because he's a... No, he's like a reverse Superman situation. <laughs> well, he, he is technically like the version of Jake Sully that's a Navi is full Navi. He just has a human... It has human DNA. That's how they're able to pair them. I just feel like the Navi would really get along with, with Superman. I feel like both of their cultures would vibe. I feel like the morality is very similar with the but Navi and Superman. Navi are you they're picking? both about like preservation. I'll go with the fucking Zoe Zeldanas. I don't care. Natiri, thank you. I love how Nate knew the name. <laughs> no lookup needed. So to fight the Navy, I'm going to choose a force that uh, probably is the most suited to fight them because they're both fairly similar. I'm going to take the Gungans from Star Wars. I knew that was going to happen. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> and which Gungan are you picking? Uh, Jar Jar Binks, of course. What? Bruh. Interesting. You didn't go with Boss Nass? He's a Sith Lord. That's not canon. You're picking the most idiot Gungan who was exiled from the entire fucking community. The most idiot Gungan single-handedly captured Grievous, so I don't want to hear it. Yes! Literally! Yes, but he always win by accident. He's the luckiest guy ever. Have you seen him in the Battle of Naboo? Well said luck isn't a superpower. Is he like Domino? Like he just like, yes. yeah, he just has a superpower of luck. Is that what we're assuming? Like, no, that's not a Gungan power. You're just picking the worst Gungan because he wins in the movies. No, he wins because he has um, plot armor. I mean, that's the strongest thing you can have. If you want to factor in plot armor, a lot of these characters are way more powerful than we're giving them credit for. He's a great diplomat and a great jungler. Somehow, yeah, that complete surprise. He's a fantastic diplomat. Dude, all I'm saying is if he has a battle droids like like uh like arm with gun strapped to his leg, he could be capable of some serious damage. <laughs> Um, I, I do think the Navi versus Gungans are a very interesting, uh, interesting fight. <laughs> I, I like in Lego Star Wars when the Gungans can jump very, very well. <laughs> yeah, this is this was an interesting round, uh, but we are moving on right away to number seven. Josh, what are you picking next? I'm just going to complete my Star Trek. I'm, I'm going to put the Borg here. Nice. Are you going with the Borg Queen? Yeah. Fuck. I was going to pick them. Uh, tough. I thought Jar Jar Binks was funnier. It's a better pick, not gonna lie. <laughs> 
Yeah, just to just to complete my Star Trek trilogy, I guess I got going here. But the Borg Queen, a good a good asset to have. And uh, pilot, you're you hate women. Look at your list. Look at my last two picks. Look, listen, you have three Star Trek pick. Hey, he's got the he's got the xenomorph. He's got a female on there. And the symbiote is genderless. So Josh is becoming a Trekkie now. Exactly. Wow. Lumos is overstimulated as shit right now. Look at that poor thing. <laughs> Confused as to what's going on. Like, what's a podcast? Looks like Alden at Govball. I'll go with Pac-Man. From Pixels, nice. He has no technology. Like, he's not an interest for the Borg. And he could just vor the Queen. <laughs> Pixels, Pac-Man is technology. He's not not technology like but would it, if the pixels was attacking the star trek universe wouldn't they turn into something from their world not pac-man no specifically pac-man and pac-man is not an organic being but he also isn't fully technology i've never seen pixels if you watch the movie he's not quite te- he's not quite alive but he's also not quite totally technology it's more like um like solid hologram because like he doesn't really exist, but he does. He exists because the Pixel ship exists, and that creates him. But Sakula, I have a, I have why the Borg Queen would win this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Josh Gad is associated with Pixels. I failed to see your, uh, your, your, your point here. I'm gonna say it. Pixels is be- better than Ready Player One. <laughs> Honestly, based. Josh is into Vor, confirmed on Duel of the Takes. Josh didn't even pick Pac-Man. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say a damn word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, Josh, lucky number eight. What are you picking here? Uh the Iron Giant. Nice. You got two Supermans. Pretty much, yeah. I have a very wholesome team, except for uh overall, the shimmer's a little sus, but overall I think I have a good team. So is the Borg Queen. <laughs> yeah, the Borg Queen is some sus. Josh has two playable characters from multiverses, and Pilot has none. <laughs> Seems like an obvious win to me. I want to change my Xenomorph for Xenomorph Queen <laughs> to make it more balanced. That's right. All right, Iron Giant. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Let me take the Daleks from Doctor Who. Ooh, okay. Trash cans with laser cannons. Exterminate. They could find a way to exterminate the iron giant it's wholesomeness versus pure evil i don't know much about these little fellas they look like funny trash can and with lasers i love them it's like, it looks like a squid billy from that adult swim show inside of the robotic uh, uh trash can laser cannon thing they are probably one of the most fe- feared aliens in the entire universe according to doctor who and in fact they exterminated the entire race of time lords sort of so they are they are extremely powerful. Um, if you're picking a single Dalek specifically, still able to mow down any uh, Earth army. So if we're talking full scale invasion, a single a single Dalek has leveled an entire military base before. A single Dalek is faltered by a set of stairs. No, no, they fly now. They fly now. They fly now. <laughs> Unironically, yes, they fly now. <laughs> Happens in the fifth episode of the Doctor Who reboot. Which Dalek? Wait, wait, can you name me one prominent Dalek? I do not think they have names. There's one that I know that does have a name, and I don't remember it. I remember the proto Dalek, but I don't remember anything else other than that. Ah, uh, well, okay. There's a Dalek Emperor. 
There is. I think in a direct fight with the Iron Giant, it's probably a toss-up just due to the mobility of the Iron Giant. I feel like it, it'd probably lean in his favor, but we're talking full-on invasion versus invasion, and the, the Dalek is definitely uh, one 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 hell of a uh, alien to to conquer the planet. I this is this is interesting. Number nine, Josh. What do you got? I'll uh, I'll take an alien from War of the Worlds. Nice. That's like a bigger Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> bigger, better Dalek. Not better. Bigger. Better. The entire fleet gets destroyed by a single set of hand grenades, John. It's not better. They get destroyed by the viruses on Earth. Objectively, their ships are more powerful, which is what we're talking about, right? We're not talking about the greys inside of it. We're talking about the actual, like, ship alien, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's more powerful than a fucking Dalek. One is destroyed by Tom Cruise with a hand grenade. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it, it's not that simple. A Dalek is destroyed by a hand grabbing it and throwing it into the sun. The Iron Giant versus the aliens from uh, War of the Worlds is, is, a, is a fight that I would love to see. Well, you don't have to because they're both on Josh's team. So I think John is officially switching which side he's favoring at round nine. I, I know what side I'm favoring thus far. I would love to see the tide shift, but so far I can see the I can see the writing in the water. All right, pilot, what do you got? Uh, okay, hmm. Let's get the claw from Nope. Nice. It's a good one. I have no idea. What it does, because I have not seen a nope. And that's why you picked it. I do not watch movies, and that's why I picked it, because it's funny. It's a cloud. It's uh, doing some psyche shit. Shit has not moved in two days. It, it's a bit of the same effect of, uh, I think, uh, the shimmer. So are we spoiling nope? Because, like, I have some stuff to say about this pick. Let's go. I don't care about nope. Yeah, you do. Spoilers for nope? <laughs> I guess. Here, here they are. Spoiler alert. I won't say it now. We can save it till the end, but... Well, if you want to talk about it, now's a good time to talk about it. I don't see any balloons on Josh's team, so we're doing all right. <laughs> it doesn't even need to be a balloon. That's the thing. The alien from Nope is very fragile, and it, it is very hostile, but ultimately, against anything on Josh's team, it loses. It is basically a, a flying balloon that sucks things up and, and eats them. I don't know if Spock's dad or Worf is just running around in a field somewhere. I feel like it's a pretty damn close fight. <laughs> yeah, if it's Spock's dad, but <laughs> Superman, uh, Iron Giant, the aliens from War of the Worlds, the Na'vi could easily figure out a way to defeat this. Yeah, but hold on. If there is one of these characters chosen because they lead like an army of something else, then they're just going to get eaten like straight up. Yum, yum. I mean, like, sure, but Neytiri has no chance. She has a chance because she's smarter than it. Nah, she's getting bored. The aliens from Crystal Skull also have their own flying saucer. Hear me out. This hurts my brain. What if it has the symbiote? Still, no. Da, 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 da. The cloud has no chance. That'd be bad. Nah, I disagree. The cloud is powerful. I disagree. Sucky, sucky power. Yeah. It is time for number 10, Josh. What you got? I am Groot. Nice. That took forever. That's a good choice. Yeah, great, uh, great ally to have. I feel like Groot fits in with your Star Trek boys. I'm not quite sure why, but he does. Him and, uh... Him and Superman, that's a wholesome duo as well. Nice. Groot's a fucking violent choice. <laughs> Pilot, what are you picking in response to Groot? 
I'm gonna take uh, the Ewoks. Nice. Love to see it. Which Ewok you picking? Paplu. Hell yes. What do you think? I will say the Ewoks did use trees in their their uh, their traps. I was about to say Groot versus Poplu is very even, actually. They do have experience chopping down trees and then tying them up and using them as weapons. So Groot might stand like they might stand a chance against each other. Yeah, it's perfectly balanced. As all things should be. Paplu has a Paplu has a lot of intellect. He can pick up foreign technologies really easily, and I think with the other help of the other guys on my team, could get some sweet, sweet, sweet uh, weapons and prove his ingenuity. And just we would just learn that the Ewoks are, of course, the most intelligent species uh, in the Star Wars galaxy. They just have high potential, but are uh, just trapped in their moon because they they know that living in the forest and having a lively, kind spirit is the best way to win a war. Yeah, I know we've got three judges and everyone's got their own perspective. I'm uh, mostly looking at this for the sense of full-scale full scale invasion. And right now, looking at this, we're halfway through the selections made. I think that both teams have a very, very uh, good approach. I think Pilot's going for total world domination almost instantly. Whereas Josh, I think, has like... A, a secret kind of covert war thing going on here with the amount of big brains he has on his team, but also has quite amount of raw strength as well. The one thing I'm saying is a lot of uh, Josh's aliens seem to be friendly or at least sympathetic towards Earthlings, so I wonder how that would affect a full-on invasion. I think if if I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, it seems like Josh's team is protecting our planet and Pilot's <laughs> team is actively trying to destroy it. So this is my fun little headcanon as I roleplay which team I think is stronger. Are we thinking like, okay, there's two separate versions of, I guess, Earth and then both of these teams are invading them, which one can do it faster? Or both of these teams are trying to invade the same Earth, which one can overcome? Or is it one is protecting and one is defending? Like, what, what's, what's the, is there a specific headcanon we should be going for here? Or are we just thinking about it from all angles and trying to figure it out that way? Yes. Okay, so that's the last thing I said. Yeah. Figure it out. Which team of aliens do you like more? There are no rules. This is Duel of the Takes, episode 99. 99. Almost, but not quite. Party like it's 1999. Uh, one of these feel a little bit more bit more put together, I'd say. The other one seems like chaos, and that might be a good thing. I think in terms of raw strength, I know which one uh, I think is is winning this. But in terms of strategy, I, I think things could get a little a little dicey. And I, I think these are two very very balanced lists, all things considered. I just think that they have different approaches, and I respect that immensely. Josh, what is your number eleven? Because we like to go one step further. I'm gonna go with um, with pure uh, power and charisma here. Gonzo, nice Muppets in space, Gonzo. We said it before. <laughs> he is the Christ of the Muppets in space arc. Gonzo is Kino. But why is he Kino? It's Gonzo. He's just cool. 
he's just a vibe. I mean, I don't think he has any uh, direct uh, capabilities to warrant taking over a planet, but he's he's a chill hang. I mean, I feel like Josh- he's been in space though. He's he has experience. Yes, yes, he has. I feel like if you needed like a little like covert mission for him, like he, maybe he hops aboard another alien ship or something, he could maybe sabotage from the inside out. He applied on LinkedIn, and Superman really liked his interview. Pilot, what is your number eleven? Uh, I don't know. From the Battlefield Earth, the Psy, Psy, Cyclos, the Cyclos from Battlefield Earth. Are you picking John Travolta? <laughs> I mean, of course. Adele Nazim. Again, I do not watch movies, so <laughs> I haven't watched. This is a very good one. <laughs> Was that Keith David? Did I see Keith David on this cast list? Ah, uh, yes, he is in that movie. Fuck yeah, I love that guy. I haven't seen Battlefield Earth. And I even read read the book, so I don't know what's their ability. So please, uh, it's Scientology propaganda. You like Dutch angles? I do. Uh, if Gonzo is a vibe, and I mean that in a positive way, Turl from Battlefield Earth is a vibe in the worst way. <laughs> so I think that this this just adds fuel to the fire. I think this makes sense. Um, yeah, he's kind of like a, a Navi, but like technology instead of um, instead of like uh, connection to the Earth, and is like a tall humanoid alien. It's not a terrible pick. Combat abilities, apparently, they're strong suit. They're they're very similar to Klingons. I have no reason why I picked them. I just thought they sounded funny and powerful and powerful. So yeah, I'm happy I have a Klingon race-like in my army. Josh, what do you have at number 12? Marvin the Martian. A fucking unstoppable force. Good choice. Exactly. He's very stoppable. He's been stopped multiple times. No, 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 but he always comes back. (laughs) In terms of raw determination, Marvin the Martian's, he's pretty high up on that list. My second favorite looting tune? After yourself, I mean Daffy. Shut up. What's your first looting tune? Daffy Duck. (laughs) I knew it. Solid, solid choice. More of a Bugs guy myself. Yeah, we know. (laughs) Aaron says it's Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird's a good Looney Tune, especially in Looney Tunes back in action. (laughs) (laughs) Pilot, what is your number 12? I'm gonna pick uh, Award the Duck. Nice. Uh, A very stoppable force indeed, but just as determined, if not more, than Marvin the Martian. Exactly. I mean... He's like the morale of the group. Even though he's like a very cynical force, he's like, ah, fuck this, we're gonna lose. And then everybody on the team is like, no, we're not gonna lose. Fuck you, Howard the Duck. He'll he'll cheer up the team at times, and uh, yeah, just with his gimmicks and his funny... uh, funny costumes just had a bit of college in my team and uh, i just needed that kind of nice character between all the bad guys if we had rocket raccoon on this list that would be the counter to howard the duck even though they're in the same universe unfortunately rocket is not a he's not an alien he is an alien no he was taken from earth i consider him an alien because like if you took a cat from earth and then you genetically modified him so he could, like, shoot guns and, like, speak English. I would consider that cat an alien. This sounds like a 2011, like, Newgrounds video. All right, first of all, any raccoon can shoot a gun. (laughs) (laughs) On accident, this raccoon is smart and knows about guns and can rebuild a spaceship, but go off. Yeah, I don't think that was from a genetic modification. I think that was, like, 
bionic. Speaking of modifications to the brain, Josh, what is your number 13? I'm going to pick the great Gazoo because I have a funny story connected to that character. Oh, let's hear it. I had a Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas on a VHS, and the appearance of the great Gazoo frightened me to my core where I had nightmares about it and I couldn't watch that movie for the longest time and I it's been a it's been a while since I've seen it I remember when I was a kid I would skip that scene and every time he was on screen there was something uncanny about it that just didn't sit well for me you're, you're talking about the guy with the big green helmet yes yes I'm, I'm just gonna stop talking I don't know what to say to you specifically the Viva Rock Vegas live action Gazoo. Terri- it's horrible. It's horrible. It's very terrifying. Okay, you're right. I looked that up. That's fucking horrifying. Holy shit. And I saw this at like two, two, three years old. Same. That's actually terrifying. The thing that shook me to my core in uh, in Viva Rock <laughs> Vegas was the horrible recasting, thinking they could get away with Stephen Baldwin replacing uh, Rick Moranis, but Gazoo was also pretty high up there. Oh my god. Man, boomers are wild. What were they thinking? That's what Thanos would have looked like 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Pilot, what is your number tw- 13? Kang from The Simpsons. A, a an observer of uh, the Earth for a long, long time. Exactly, and I think he has uh, he has a few cool powers up his tool, unsuspected technologies like uh, from space lasers to controlling dolphins. Is the extent of Kong's power from all his research and his probably long life as well will make him a great challenger for the rest of the enemy team. And against the Great Kazoo, he's a much more serious threat. Kang from The Simpsons is a formidable threat. I agree. They they both are kind of intel-type uh, aliens. Uh, yeah, Kang is just genuinely a way more formidable foe. Like, definitely a more antagonistic alien presence. And it fits right in with your list, Pilot. Great. Josh. Number 14. I'm going to go with the Meteor from Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. That's over for you, pilot. Can someone explain the Meteor from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy to me? I want Alden to. Same. Yeah, a Meteor, basically a big rock uh, or a brain. Either way, just kind of slams into Earth. Billy finds it, and then Billy just gets convinced to bring him brains. And so every time that he takes a brain, he is in control of, like, the zombie version of the person before. Oh, nice. And then they all go and collect everyone else's brain. So it's like Aud- Audrey 2 mixed with the blob. Definitely a good army builder and can also take control of uh, some of the enemies. That mixed with the shimmer is one hell of an invasion uh, team. It's giving me undergrowth from Danny Phantom, which is still a valid villain, but not as powerful. I didn't watch cartoons as a kid, and it shows. Um, But the fact that Billy and Mandy were able to defeat this guy... No, Billy didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, both of them lost their brains. Well, Billy didn't. He doesn't have... So what, was it it Grimm? Was it Grimm that did it? Mandy was just, like, so herself that she took control of the meteor rather than the meteor taking control of her. Buenos dias, Mandy! (laughs) (laughs) 
a, a sassy girl was able to defeat it, whereas in... No, a being of pure evil was able to defeat it. Right, whatever. Mandy, a sassy girl of pure evil, was able to defeat it. Pilot, what are you picking in response to the meteor? Enough female characters, so let's go with Laura from uh, Under the Skin. Interesting. Kind of similar when you think about it. It's it's an alien that can go from people to people, I think, and can change its form. Could probably impersonate some of the other characters' teams. It's a good covered alien to have during an invasion, can convince a lot of people, can impersonate even leaders. So really useful to disrupt lots of things. She's going to be like Mystique, basically. Yeah. It's definitely a good one for an invasion. Kind of like your, your spy alien. Uh, in this invasion scenario. Definitely a good choice. I was happy that this one got picked so early. I figured it'd be toward the bottom, but this isn't too low. Only six picks left, Josh. Which one are you picking here? Alf. God fucking damn it, Josh. Josh is officially unstoppable. Josh officially hates cats. It's Alf. I win with the un unstoppable force meets the immovable object. It's gonna be the immovable object. Pilot. Anything Alf tries. Predator. <laughs> How is Alf a formidable force to anybody? Please explain. Predator would just mop the fucking floor with us. I could take, I could kick Alf in the face and kill him to death. So like, explain. Yeah, but I bet like 20 bucks he could convince you not to do that. I think so too. He's very charismatic. <laughs> His skill is all charisma. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Against the best, one of the best hunter in science fiction. Pred a predator here versus Alf. I mean, that's not necessarily a fair fight, but I think Predator fits very well within Pilot's list of raw force and brutal uh, uh, planet takeover and domination. I have some nice covered units that can just infiltrate every part of the society and just blow the fuck out of people. So I'm sorry. Josh, your navy's not gonna stand against me. Josh, this is what I was pissed about because I wanted if he if pilot picked the xenomorph, I needed you to pick the predator, and you fucking didn't, and you failed me. I got both, bro. Split. I was on your side, and then you failed me. It's an even team. I think there's not only one, but two aliens left on this list that can turn the tide of the war either way. Josh, number sixteen here. What do you got? I haven't seen District Nine but I know Nate has, so I'll go with whatever that is. Oh, dude, you gotta watch District 9. You would actually really like that movie. It's a really good movie, honestly. Pope Lipka are like a, a metaphor for, like, uh, refugees or, I don't know, discriminated against people in this planet. Like, they're able to make technology out of nothing and resourceful, and they're able to escape from the terrible planet uh, of, of South Africa. So they're like a Lego video game. Yes. And they can also turn humans into themselves by spreading their blood like a disease. It's a really, really interesting uh, uh, science fiction concept film. But I think this is, a, this is a good alien. It kind of is like a prawn type alien. They call them that as a derogatory term in the movie. They're like shrimp aliens. And they are... Uh, they're Good with guns. Very, very good with guns, actually. They got beaten by humans. They did not lose. Well, why did they surrender all their technology? They got put They got put in camps and, you know, came to Earth, but not in a big enough fleet to take over. They have empathy, and if that's a problem, then, like, that's a whole nother thing. We're talking about one Pui Pui Kwa. Uh, alone, resourceful, okay, I'd say, but not enough to even stop the humans, so just saying.
You're right. One prawn could be taken out by the cloud from Nope. <laughs> that is true. Let me go from ghoul controlling extraterrestrials. That was one of the ones I was thinking of for sure. The fact that they can animate corpses from the grave, you now have a zombie army on your side, pilot. And you only need one of these uh, ghoul controlling extraterrestrials from Plan 9 to make that happen. I think that this was a great pick. Can somebody look this up and explain this to me? Because I haven't seen this movie. Well, technically you have to watch two movies. Yeah. They revive, um, they, they invade the earth by reviving the dead. Yes, they invade Earth by re-reviving corpses and, uh... George the Animal Steel! It, the plan is ultimately foiled, of course it is, because it's a 60s sci-fi movie directed by Ed Wood. I mean, let's be honest, most of these movies involve the aliens losing, so I feel like we have to kind of take that out of the factor when we're considering who's going to win and who's going to lose. If we talk about who's winning and who's losing, you could say Thanos is an immediate winner, but also he's an immediate loser. It depends on the movie. We have to just talk about how fucking powerful are these aliens. Um, themselves, not extremely powerful, but their technology and their plan, the ninth plan, is a very good plan. Their first eight were probably really, really bad. Ah, ah. Nice. Great pick. That was the other one I was thinking of. They literally took over the world. Literally one of them takes over the entire United States. <laughs> like, you don't need multiple, you get one. I haven't seen this movie either, I need another explanation. What? You haven't seen Mars Attacks? It's been on my list, but it hasn't made it into the, the actual watch queue. Bruh, Sakula, you would fucking love this movie. I'm sure I would. I've seen clips from it, but I haven't actually watched it. The, the, yeah, these aliens are extremely formidable. They take over the entire planet with very, very little ease. And even if you're only getting one of them, they don't care to negotiate. They don't care to communicate. They are there for pure destruction, and yeah, literally they take over the White House. One of them takes over the White House, kills the president, <laughs> and then nearly kills the First Lady, all in a matter of like 32 seconds. <laughs> so, yeah, these are, these are good aliens, and if you're getting into their technology and you're getting into their lore a little bit, they're a very advanced species, um, but they are they are very dictatorial. They, they aren't here to mess around. Honestly, I think this might be your most evil alien on the list, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of ruthless. I'm gonna bounce back now, pilot. Let me get the Baron. Pilot's team is chaotic. This dude seems kind of like indestructible after watching the first Dune. I mean, he gets like blown up by that cyanide explosion pill thing at like point blank and is the only one who lives. So he's definitely a tank. Well, he's got to take a bath after. <laughs> he's got to take a take a nice bath. Here's my confusion: Is this guy really an alien? Yes. The Harkonnen are definitely an alien race, hello? He flies! They fly now? He's got a cybernetic enhancement in his body that makes him fly. He doesn't just fly because that's his race. They were born on a different planet. Even Paul Atreides is an alien. He's not from Earth. Yeah, everyone in that movie is aliens. I just feel like this is cheating. How is this cheating? I don't think that the Baron like actually poses a threat so i'm not mad about it but like also it, i don't think that any of these people can be considered aliens they, just, they have the same powers as regular people aliens don't mean you have a superpower dude he takes bath in like liquid gold only celebrities do that here if we found like a rat on mars like tomorrow that's an alien he doesn't have any like actual like he's not much of an alien other than he has alien technology that allows him to float 
Is he from Earth? You're not seeing my point. Your your point your point is wrong. Like just factually wrong. If he's not from Earth, then he is an alien to us. But they're just humans. But if they're I not would from argue Earth, they're alien. That you can find the human in any alien. That's a really poetic statement, Nate. Thank you. <laughs> Josh, what is your number 18? Um, E.T. Nice. I know you had a great uh, take for this one in the movie Monster Draft, but what, let's hear it again. We saw E.T. At a, in a very uh, wholesome... We never really saw E.T. Uh, in battle mode. I think, uh, I think on this planet, I bet there are a lot of wars... I hope not, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> On the Universal ride, we saw it during peacetime, but I assume there, there'd be a lot of wars if we ever explored ET2. No, I expect their home planet to be Utopia. It, that, it, not always, though. They're in the Star Wars universe. They are. Yeah, they're literally on the Senate meeting, so obviously shit went down. The thing with ET, though is that it's coming out in uh, IMAX in a couple weeks, but I don't know if I want to see the... Uh, the, the third act again. I don't know if I'm ready for my anxiety to feel that in IMAX. I think E.T. is like, I don't know if anybody's ever played Overwatch, but if you've played any kind of shooter or online game, he is the perfect healer. But I'm already Mercy. No, E.T. is Mercy. Oh, 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 okay. Lamborghini Mercy. Pilot, it's your turn at number 18. I need, I need a hero too, okay? So uh, let me get uh, Doctor, Mr. Zoidberg. Solid fucking choice. Very smart. He knows alien anatomy more than humans. <laughs> and uh, he's a freaking doctor. He can do transplantation, weird experiments, good creations from the other aliens. I would love to have him with us. Dr. Zoidberg's a fantastic choice. I think that uh, he his intellect would be very helpful, and his knowledge of other alien anatomy could be crucial, especially if these aliens had to go head-to-head. I feel like he might be the one on your team to help figure out something like Superman's weakness, or even the Ak-Ak's uh, weakness. It's a good choice. Honestly, it's healer versus healer. It's a good choice. Yeah. True. He is a medic. Josh, what are you picking here at the bottom of the barrel? I think I'm going with the with the fuzzball aliens from Chicken Little. Solid. Those guys are fucking dangerous. They're just gonna team up with uh, the War of the Worlds one. It's like father and son. One of them sends you to hell, the other one just puts you in the shadow realm. Like the negative space where it could send you back. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of that movie where like Foxy Roxy just gets scoffed and then like the police aliens like, look, we couldn't send her back perfectly. She's a little morphed now. <laughs> She's like a good person instead of a absolute fiend. They're definitely going to do that to Howard the Duck. <laughs> Does anybody know why I keep getting booted? Have you tried turning it off and back on again? Uh, it's definitely not any of us. It's probably that same issue you were having with your internet service provider when you were trying to play Overwatch. I need more diplomats in my team and more species that are more brainy. So I'll go with the Greys for I'm Close Encounter of the Third Kind. They have cool LEDs. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that are smart species to have figured out how to capture humans and bring them to the world of Utopia. So if there are ever needs of peace and negotiations, I can bring in the greys. 
it might be smart to lead the invasion with the greys too where like they're they're so kind and like once they're able to communicate with the humans they're like oh maybe the concept of aliens isn't bad and then you immediately send in like jar jar binks with machine guns strapped to them and 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 thanos and the the xenomorph and predator and then like it's all hell on earth like but like this is like a false flag so it's like a diversion it's like oh we we trust the aliens they're kind they just want to listen to sick synth music with us and then it's like fuck you just kidding and then death metal starts playing and these aliens uh wreak havoc on earth that's a good that's a good little strategy there pilot i like it there we go the last pick josh i gotta pick the claw aliens hell yeah i have such a great image of superman flying into a battle with the aliens like like riding on his cape they're just like there for moral support <laughs> maybe able to like go and pick up like a piece of kryptonite that might be flying at superman's way <laughs> if there's an excavator if there's an excavator nearby game fucking over <laughs> and then pilot that leaves you with zim which i can't believe he was the last picked he's an invader he is but he's not a really good one and he's really goofy <laughs> So does Marvin the Martian. Yeah, but he's base. I'll keep him as an impersonator again on another one because he can get in multiple disguise and he's good at at least doing that. But uh, yeah, okay, Zim, go play with your GameCube or something. What a draft. Josh's list is The Claw Aliens from Toy Story, The Fuzzball Aliens from Chicken Little, E.T. from E.T., The Akak Aliens from Mars Attacks, The Popliqua from uh, District 9, Alf, The Meteor from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, The Great Gazoo from Flintstones, Marvin the Martian from Looney Tunes, Gonzo from Muppets in Space, and Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. Then you got the Aliens from War of the Worlds, The Iron Giant, The Borg Queen, Nitriti from Avatar, The Shimmer from Annihilation, Worf from Star Trek, Superman from Man of Steel, Spock's dad from Star Trek, and the aliens from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull versus Pilot's list of Zim from Invader Zim, the Greys from Close Encounters, Dr. Zoidberg from Futurama, the Baron from Dune, the ghoul controlling extraterrestrials from Plan 9 from Outer Space, Predator from Prey, you got Laura from Under the Skin, Kang from The Simpsons, Howard the Duck, Turl from Battlefield Earth, Poplu. Uh, the Ewok, you've got The Cloud from Nope, Daleks from Doctor Who, Pac-Man from Pixels, Jar Jar Binks from Star Wars, you got Thanos, the Xenomorph Queen, Silver Surfer, the Symbiotes from Spider-Man 3, and Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. This is quite the matchup here. Other judges, how, how do you guys lean? What's your deciding vote here between the two groups of aliens? Alden, I know that you wanted the most fuckable group of aliens. <laughs> uh, and I was thinking of which could invade a planet faster. And Sekula was thinking of all, everything, everywhere, all at once with these aliens. Um, how do you guys lean? What, 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 who do you think is the favorite? So I did the counting while Nate was uh, listing all the aliens because I, I was going through it while we were talking about it. I, I think that Josh is, uh, has more powerful aliens. When I was counting the aliens that I think that have like more of the lead in this fight, uh, I counted Josh at 14 and I counted Pilot at 11. Um, but even just looking at them, I think that Josh has more aliens that have more of an impact and more power uh, and more overall influence if there's an invasion or if it's an outright battle or if it's a race you know wherever we're going I think that Josh has more power going on his side I think 
Pilot picked some really solid choices, but I think towards the end he kind of petered out and uh, shit the bed in regards to his last few choices. And there were some early on ones that I think he just like fed to Josh. I think just Superman in general is like a really, really violent choice. Everything else, like I just think Josh has more firepower and uh, like covert and overt uh, firepower going on. Whereas Pilot has a lot of really subtle choices that could be really good. It'll be a formidable match, but I think that Josh's list comes out on top. Oh, that's interesting, because I I think the exact opposite. So I think we're going to have to leave Alden to the deciding vote here. But a little bit of reasoning into my logic is I can see a direct strategy forming from Pilot's, uh, Pilot's ensemble of alien invaders. I think that he has muscle where he needs it in characters like Pac-Man, in characters like Thanos, uh, and you, he has the Xen- he has the the Xenomorph Queen and Predator. Like I, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, underestimating being done uh, in Sakula's counting up here, one to one versus uh, Josh's. I do think Josh's uh, ensemble of aliens does have maybe more of a plan. Um, but it's not one that I can see. I, I think that there could be some really good uh, strategies implemented over a longer period of time. But if you were to tell me which one of these could take over the planet tomorrow, it's pilots. I think that, that Josh's is more of a slow burn takeover. And I think it's absolute utter destruction and chaos with with pilots here. I, and I think it's I think it's close. But I, I think I can definitively say that that Pilot's kind of got all of his bases covered here. Uh, he's got way more intel. He's got way more covert aliens that could kind of get there and creep under the skin of an invasion before uh, Josh's heavies can come in and just wreak havoc. I'm sorry. You want to say that Superman and uh, the Iron Giant, the the uh, the Akak aliens. Uh, the Iron Giant gets stopped by humans almost instantly. He's on the Earth for like 30 days. Superman has been stopped by humans many, many, many times, and he will continue to be. What about the King of the Crystal Skull aliens? They were never stopped. Those are probably, those Those were a solid, solid first choice, and those are the aliens that I think actually exist, but they have not taken over our planet yet, so. And then you've got Groot, who is unstoppable. He's literally unkillable. Sure, but he can turn into a little twig baby thing and put him in a jar and wait wait 20 more years until he... Assuming that he's killed... What do you think, Alden? Deciding vote Alden time. Yeah, so I went through and I counted, right? I just, I did the typical uh, each pick against each other. Yeah, Josh was really taking the lead in that first half, but then second half, Pilot's team starts catching up and Pilot won by like four picks. So you're going match for match, not like total thought process. Are you saying like an orgy or something? Because I still think it's Pilot's team. (laughs) Well, look, if you think that it's the total and that that works, but I don't think match for match is fair. I think the whole point of this is like, at least the way that I see this is like a dodgeball pick. Like we've got two captains, Josh and Pilot, and then we've got the roster and you go, okay, I pick this guy, I pick this guy. And then ultimately we have a dodgeball match at the end, which is, it's not a dodgeball match. It's a who can take over the world match, but that's the way that it goes is you, you pick your team and that's how it goes. 
you don't pick your dodgeball team and then you put one on one. I think That's Josh is top works. five. I, I thought this was going to be a bloodbath. And I think the longer the list played out, I thought Pilot was snagging more and more really underrated, but really, really good aliens. Like, I mean, you can say Superman all you want, but it's like, I think Pilot has two easy counters to Superman. Three. Easy. I, 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 do, I do think that Pilot was grabbing a lot of the ones that Josh should have grabbed. And I got to say, you know, Josh, I'm rooting for you and my vote is going for you in this camp. That being said, if you do lose this, I'm blaming it on you because there were a bunch of picks this entire time when I was telling you there are there is the right answer here and you picked the fucking wrong one. So I still think you picked a better list, but you could have picked a better one, especially because you had first pick, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Well, I think we'll be leaving it at that. Pilot, you are the new draft champion. He did it. Finally, someone has has gotten Josh <laughs> off of his season-long draft kick. I mean, gee. Whoa. Oh, that was hard. That was hard. Josh, you became the draft champion like this time last year, right? Um, No, it was earlier this year. Oh, when you beat Jory, right? In the... Pixar draft? Jory, and then you and Mikhail, and then now we're here at Pilot. I ran through the ran through the gauntlet. I beat a couple Americans. Once I tried to go international, I was stopped. <laughs> it's because you're a dumb fuck and you don't listen to anybody. But Pilot is now the draft champion. Woo! 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 I'm really happy about this. Now Josh has to be Drex for Halloween. And that was never the deal. You don't get to decide. Yeah, you don't get to choose. Now you have to come to New York and be Drax for Halloween. You don't get a choice. I will be there no matter what, but Drax costume? I'll be there if you do that. For, Josh, you don't get it. I'm paying like a hundred fucking dollars for a fucking Star-Lord jacket. A cool jacket that you can wear again. You're not shaving your head. You also don't need to shave your head, Nate. You could just wear a bald cap. I have budgeted more than that for my costume, so you should chill. Okay, but I have... Uh, I have $1,200 left because I just went to Florida and got a kitten and a PS5. So I'm actually, I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to afford rent this month. Amazing. Josh has to come to come to New York and be a fucking Drax. Fuck it, Josh has to go to Florida and dress up as Drax. <laughs> oh no, my worst nightmare. You have to come to New York and be fucking Drax. Josh is at Disney World with a Drax costume. <laughs> Could you imagine Josh just walking around at Disney Springs in a Drax costume? <laughs> Go to Marvel's Avengers Campus and be Drax. Well, things are getting a little hostile here toward the end. I want to close out with one question for everybody on the panel today. If you could meet one movie or TV alien, it doesn't have to be from this list, who would you meet? Who would you grab coffee with? What alien do you want to hang out with? Definitely Howard the Duck. That guy seems like he can fucking party. Good choice. Good choice. Tell me you don't want to get a cocktail with Howard the Duck. I bet he'd order a martini, like regardless of the establishment. He would order a martini for himself and you. He wouldn't let you choose the drink. It's either Howard or Al. I'm picking Howard, but... I'm picking Gamora. I got it. Paul. <laughs> I almost put Paul on this list. <laughs> Can't do a sci-fi episode without a Paul reference. <laughs> True. I'm actually down to go take a drink at 10 Forward with Worf. Oh, that'd be fun. Worf would be a good drinking buddy. I feel like me and Jar Jar Binks would have a good time. I, I feel like... 
I was thinking Jar Jar Binks. I feel like he and I could take like a, a nice little stroll through the city and like pop into a couple places and have a, have a good time, you know? I wouldn't want him to overstay his welcome, but a solid like six hour hang. I feel like hanging out with Jeff. It's about to say. <laughs> this has been Duel of the Takes, episode 99. Thank you for listening, everyone. Check out pilot stuff linked below. This man's building a business. If you are in the Quebec area and you need a real estate <laughs> drone operator, this guy's your man. If if you need any high quality video production content and you're in the Quebec area or you're willing to pay for this guy's green card, make it happen. Better call pilot. I will pilot my way out there. <laughs>